My nails are sparkly gold. Okay, but are you ready to record? Yeah, I'm just holding them up in front of the Zencaster screen. Okay, well try not to get too mesmerized. Yeah, don't get lost in your fingernails. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous, and this time, it is truly the end of Season 2. It is Hollywood Gem Part 2, and the winner is... That's, there's just an ellipsis at that. There's no, there's no end of the sentence. And the winner is... AKA Episode 53. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's the end of Season 2. How is this possible? We just started doing this podcast. We made it through another season of this? We're so close to Riot, guys. So this episode was, of course, also written by Roger Slifer. He's back again. I would hope so, considering he wrote part one. And you know who else is back, guys? The narrator. Who is this person? I don't think we've heard this person since, like, when they made the movie. Was that the last time? The talent search, maybe? Maybe it was that? I think that's the last two-parter we had, was the talent search. Yeah, so it's it's been a while, narrator. Mysterious narrator lady who might be, like, Kimber or something? Maybe Ashley's voice actress? Setting aside, why don't we just do a quick run-through of what happened the last time? Let's catch up. Jem got nominated for an Academy Award for some reason. For freaking Starbright, that movie she made in episode eight. Which implies that everything since episode eight has been in under a year. And then Jem signed on to be in a movie called Future Rock. Uh, a Howard Sands movie. Howard Sands and Danielle DeVoussant are like also in this for like five seconds. Which is weird because we thought Howard Sands has been replaced with David Xanatos, but apparently not. I guess we have room for two multimillionaires in Hollywood. Also starring in Future Rock is Sean Harrison, British teen idol. Quotes around teen and idol, please. Probably quotes around British too. Oi, what? Also, stuntman for Sean is Jeff, Kimber's other boyfriend. Who somehow doesn't know Sean? And uh, Jeff proposed. Jeff wants to marry Kimber after Sean had already been like, let's be exclusive. And she's like, let's go tell Jerrica we're engaged. Wait, what? And then Sean actually did go and get a ring, but he didn't get a chance to propose before Jeff proposed. And now Kimber's marrying Jeff and Sean is walking off into the sunset while the sad Hulk piano music plays. But unaware of his feelings, Kimber was going to marry Jeff. Oh, also, uh, Jem is now in a huge rivalry with not Geraldine Page. Yeah. This will become relevant for about 30 seconds later in the episode. Yeah, we started off with that being a plot thread in the last episode, and we're just ditching that in favor of this soap opera garbage. And also, Jem has managed to offend a famous French director named Francois Truget, who screams things like, I am artistry incarnate! Again, soap opera garbage takes precedence. Anyway, here we are. Wedding dress shopping. Yeah, for Kimber, the holograms minus Jerrica are out here. And Kimber's a little like, oh, I just wish Jerrica would be here. I mean, I know she's mad at me. And Jerrica somehow planned to come to the exact same dress store. And she says, well, I guess someone has to give away the bride. Also, they like walk right into the wedding dress store without an appointment. And I was under the impression that you cannot do that. Maybe if you're there at like a David's bridal, but not at one of these places. But no, they just walk in the front door and say, we want to buy a wedding dress. And the lady who works there doesn't yell at them. And Jarek is like, even though I think you're making a mistake, I want you to be happy, which is a surprising level of both maturity and passive aggression from Jerrica. It's magical how she's able to mix the two in there. Yeah, it's just wow. Yeah, that's that's practically a neg. Also, it just breaks my heart a little that someone has to give away the bride. Both of our parents are dead. 
You think that that would be a bigger thing that Kimber, who loved her father so much and was a daddy's girl, would be really, really upset that her father is not going to be here to do one of the most like traditional things you can in your typical like American wedding fantasy that little girls have, apparently? Listen, Kimber is like a fairy from Peter Pan. She only has room to think about one man at a time. And today it's Jeff. And then we jump right into one of our two wedding songs. Because tomorrow is when Kimber's getting married, so the song is called Tomorrow Is My Wedding Day. They're buying the dress the day before the wedding. There's no fittings, no no alterations. They're not planning a shower. They're just buying it off the rack. I'm vaguely concerned they're not having, you know, Shayna like design this and then Synergy just hologram it. Wait a minute. Why aren't they doing that? You know, since Shane is the fashion designer and it would be more personal to have your sister design your wedding dress than to buy it off the rack. Wow, that would be so much more personal and interesting and fun. And you're right, this is garbage. Disregarding all of that, I hate that this song includes the line, raise the hem and take it down. You're undoing your own work. They're also getting married in this music video in a gazebo in the sky. It is too late. You've awakened the gazebo. And Rio is the best man because he's the only other male character model we had in here that was not Sean. And he's wearing his glittering gold tux. There's a lot of like fantasy wedding imagery in here that's like completely inaccessible to me. Yeah. Every little girl dreams about her wedding. I never did. Well, you know what's really great about getting married and not being like a little girl who dreamed about her wedding day? It's actually very easy to just let the planners who do this for a living take your ideas and actually turn it into a real tasteful ceremony. Keep in mind, audience, that Annie got married at Disney World. Disney World! In the Japan Pavilion! Which is really great because if you get married at Disney World, they do everything in-house, so you pay for it all up front. We went down one day, we are like, let's taste some cakes, let's tell you about flowers, let's just tour the facility, there, bing, bang, bang, we'll see you in six months. It was the best. Disney World. Also, like, why is Kimber getting married immediately? I think a long engagement would actually work in her favor on this point. And why would she want to get married in her backyard? This whole thing seems like there would hypothetically be a bit more going on in the background as to why Kimber would have to get married in, like, the next two days. Is Kimber, like, pregnant or something? And we don't know? What's going on? Is Jeff going to die? Is this, like, a speed thing? Does Jeff have to keep recharging his heart with a carburetor battery? Is this, like, that scene from Jupiter Ascending where he's trying to make sure that all of his property eventually goes to her, but in reality, he's going to have her murdered so that he can steal the Earth? What if this is an Eric Raymond plot? We haven't seen him. He and the Misfits are nowhere in this season finale. I mean, they've done stupider. They've kidnapped Jem and taken her to an exact duplicate of her house. This would be no less grandiose than getting her to sign over half of Starlight Industries. Anyway, now we have a scene between Kimber and Rio. Oh my god. Kimber apologizes for popping off at Rio, and Rio kind of sort of apologizes back. Rio's surprisingly decent for a large section of this episode, and it's freaking me out. I think Slifer must have read that part in the story bible that I assume is there that they must keep coming back to because it's in some of the early episodes of like Rio being kind of an older brother figure to Kimber. But since that never happens, then the last major interaction they had was when he was like, it serves you right if they never speak to you ever again, you're horrible, Kimber. Also, like, when Kimber goes to talk to Rio on the movie set, he's fixing a light. Rio doesn't work here. Do you think they just gave Rio a job? And not even a real job. He's just bolting and unbolting lighting fixtures. 
just so he stops trying to do the medic's job? He's like a border collie. You gotta give him something to do or he'll find something to do and you will not like what he finds to do. I mean, that's probably why he has six quote unquote different jobs with Gem and the Holograms. Maybe he doesn't actually do anything. Probably not. It turns out Rio did not actually know that Kimber was getting married tomorrow because she's like, I can't imagine not having you at my wedding. And he's like, wedding? So you're marrying Sean, huh? And she's like, no, I'm marrying Jeff. And Rio's like, uh? I hope that Sean would ask me not to get married to Jeff. Wow, really? Really? And again, with this weird Rio, he's like hands off and he's like, well, just follow your heart, I guess. Who is this and what's happened to Rio? Seriously. Anyway, now it's time to reshoot that stunt with the truck. Five, four, three. How come he isn't doing it right? Something's wrong. Jeff jumped the gun. Uh, he never jumps the gun. What's going on? Oh, no, he's going at it sideways. And it's actually cool that we see this because we saw the stunt go off pretty well last time. So we have some sort of frame of reference for what it looks like when it's not going well. And how are the piles of hay bales like always in the right place? Because some people, Rio, are good at their job, Rio. Uh, yeah, so Jeff hecks up the stunt only when they run over and pull him out of the car and don't spine board him or anything and then pull off his helmet, despite the fact that he might have a neck injury. It's not Jeff, it's Sean. He just wanted to prove he was as exciting as Jeff, Kimber, and he passes out. So memento mori, Sean's probably dead. He's super dead, or at the very least, he's going to have a lot of spinal injuries. Anyway, we get back from the commercial break and it's more Rio being a half-decent person at the hospital with Kimber, telling her it's not her fault that Sean did something so incredibly stupid. Yeah, he's like, you didn't tell him to try that stunt. You're not responsible for his actions. And then the nurse walks out and is like, why, hello, Rio and Kimber. I know you personally because you both have very terrifying lives. Sean stabilized, but he's not conscious. And then Kimber's like, for the kitties, why don't you tell me what not conscious means? More importantly, why don't you tell me what stabilized means? And the nurse says it means he's probably going to recover. And what it actually means is he's not getting any worse. Yeah, he's not dying anymore, but... Uh... But yeah, Sean's in a soap opera coma, I guess. And Rio's like, okay, Kimber, I'll stay here. I'm not important to the plot. You go get some sleep. You're getting married tomorrow, remember? And she's like, oh, oh. I mean, this has to be a body snatcher Rio, right? Yeah, it has to be. Who is this? He's really a skin stealer. Okay, okay. Theory. What if Rio is in a closet somewhere and this is synergy? Oh, I'm so willing to believe that. We don't really see them physically touching all that often. And we know from previous episodes that it's not like people recognize whether or not synergy is physically touching them or interacting with them. What if synergy just wanted to actively be involved in Kimber making a gigantic mistake and gently guide her to like maybe thinking things through and being responsible? So she had Rio beat up and stuff in a closet and pretended to be Rio for the whole episode. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So tomorrow, where Kimber is getting married. And Jeff hasn't shown up to his own wedding yet? Yeah, he's almost late. Everybody is seated. We are right about to start the music. We're ready for the walk. Also, the bridesmaid's dresses are really incredible. They're very 80s. And Rio also calls and he's like, Sean's conscious. I'm going to talk to Sean. You start without me. And Jeff then rides in. On a motorcycle. In a tux. With no helmet. I think as a stuntman, he'd know better. Well, he's he's wild and unpredictable. You never know what he's going to do next, except that it's going to be dumb. 
And so we, we get all set up for the wedding and like there's this bit about the Starlight Girls, you know, off to the side stuffing bags full of rice. Like that's a naughty thing to do and not just a thing you do at weddings. Also, like we haven't seen these characters since probably since our very special drug episode. I don't think we spent any significant time with like any of the Starlight Girls for a while. At one point, Jerrica's like, Kimber, hey, are you ready for this? And Kimber's like, do the misfits cause trouble? Where are the misfits? Why wouldn't they crash this wedding? This is perfect for them. Jim's getting all this publicity. Free publicity. Come on. They've got to see it on Lindsay's show. This has to be on, like, the evening report. Kimba Mary is stuntman. They're back behind the seating. They're ready to walk down the aisle. And Kimber says, Jerrica, can you call Synergy? There's one more person without whom this wedding wouldn't be complete. Oh, it's going to be Synergy, isn't it? It's going to be Synergy because she's kind of like your mom and your friend. It'd be important to have her there on your big day. No, 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 it's Jim. Need Jim here. That's so cold. And also, no one has thought about, should we invite a hologram of Jim to this wedding? At this point, Synergy is just like, why do I like you people? You all suck. Oh, poor Synergy. Anyway, now Jeff is doing stress chin-ups. Yeah, he's in, like, the exercise room in the mansion. I don't know how he found that. And also Howard Sands is here as, again, one of the only male characters we have. Jeff is doing stress chin-ups in his tuxedo. He's getting it all sweaty. He's not getting that rental deposit back, like, ever. Nope. That's disgusting. Like, those things sweat like a nightmare. You get sweaty just hanging around in air conditioning. This man is going to be the smelliest groom that has ever existed in a wedding where you wear tuxes. And apparently Jeff is feeling a little hesitant about this whole wedding thing. You know, that thing that you proposed and then you got planned, like, what, two days ago? You make good decisions, Jeff. Speaking of good decisions, here's our second wedding song called Happy Ever After. This, for some reason, is evocative of a hanging for me. I don't know why. I don't know if it was on purpose. It's like these characters are walking towards the gallows. The thing is that Kimber's actually kind of thinking about that, though. Yeah, she has regrets, specifically about Sean. She goes through this whole music video thinking about, oh, Sean. And also Jeff keeps trying to kill himself. And oh, Sean. He doesn't like the opera. Kimber likes the opera? I don't think Kimber likes the opera. We finally get to the actual ceremony itself. Marriage is what brings us together today. And like both Kimber and Jeff stutter out their vows. I, 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 I do, I, I guess. And then they actually do the does anyone object thing, which, you know, comes at the beginning. And I'm pretty sure even in most movies, it comes before the vows. Which as soon as he asks this, suddenly Rio is on the scene. I object. In his glitter and gold tux. Is that the only tuxedo he owns? I think it is. And as he dives forward, he basically dives so that he's sitting on one knee in front of Kimber, holding up a ring, and he goes, it's because I have a proposition of marriage for you. And that's a commercial break. This is the most wonderful Memento Mori buy our dolls of the entire show. Buy our dolls or Rio will marry Kimber. This is the best one that doesn't immediately threaten someone's life. It's it's just so many different angles of nonsense all smashing into each other. What a finale this is. And so we come back from the commercial break and he's like, no, 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 no. I mean, I see where you might get that, where you think I'm directly proposing. But no, no, it's more nonsensical. I'm proposing by proxy for Sean. Because he is currently unable to walk and uh, he wanted to ask you this because he loves you. So anyway, will you accept? And Kimber goes, oh, oh, Sean. And it turns out that this has uh, been a Meg Ryan 90s rom-com this whole time because she turns to the other guy and he's like, oh, yeah, no. 
no, it's cool. Just, you just go. This is fine. I'm actually really fine with this. I'm going to be happy by myself. I didn't want to give up my carefree lifestyle is a thing that actual human beings say and not robots pretending to be people. My carefree, stunt-filled, dangerous, death-filled lifestyle. So Kimber is like, I need to go to the hospital. And Jeff's like, I'll take you. Get in on your wedding dress and me and my tux. Let's get on this motorcycle. Can I just point out that Kimber's wedding dress reminds me of that scene from my big fat Greek wedding where Tula looks in the mirror and goes, oh my God, I'm a snow beast. And then afterwards she tries to get into the limo and it's just, it's, it's just taffeta everywhere. Put some Windex on it. And so as they rush off, Rio's like, I didn't want somebody to make a mistake. The guy's got his whole life ahead of him. Jerrica's like, marriage might not be so bad. And Rio's like, don't go getting ideas. Rio's back to being the worst. Everything's right with the world. Come on. You guys have been dating since you were like teenagers, since you were like 15 years old. I feel like at the end of that line, don't go getting any ideas. The show should have immediately launched into all's right with the world. No one said they just get pelted with rice by the Starlight girls because they're like, we got to go with rice at some couple. Rice for you in your face. So we go to the hospital where Sean is still laid up in bed and he's like, will you accept my proposal, Kimber? Kimber's like, actually, let's have a nuanced conversation about how I wanted to get married for a whole bunch of wrong reasons. And in reality, let's just make more of a commitment to each other and not get married. You know, that thing that you kind of wanted in the first place, Sean. It's like it's mature and it's cute. And it's also so gut wrenching saccharine because they're basically about to pull out promise rings. But, you know, good on Kimber. I guess we're not immediately committing to marrying Sean Harrison, ostensible teen idol. So back of the movie studio, remember how we had another plot going on in this two-parter? You mean this plot isn't entirely about Kimber and her character development? It's weird, right? No, it's about Flint Westwood. Flint Westwood's back. They're doing a screening for Starbright. Flint Westwood has apparently seen it twice already. He thinks she was marvelous in it. Oh my god. And Francois is also here to watch it out of spite. And basically what happens is that Francois has a different opinion about a movie than Rio does. And Rio and Flint want to fight him. Jam, you want me to make his day? Did you get it? He's a Clint Eastwood reference. Have you noticed yet? We're worried that you may not have noticed. Here's the thing, though, about this is that that one line makes Flint Westwood already a much better person than Rio because he's at least asking before violence. Rio does have to be forcibly restrained. No, you guys, see, people are allowed to have different opinions about movies. Is Rio just Twitter? He's also YouTube comments. Francois, right before the movie starts, he's complaining about Jem's presumptiveness to, like, be an Academy Award nominee when she's a music and blah, blah, blah. And that's not really remarkable, except for the fact that he's apparently explaining this to what appears to be Rogue of the X-Men. Oscar crowd scene punks. Oh, man, I miss crowd scene punks. We don't get enough of them. No, we don't. So then here comes the Academy Awards. We're out in front of Starlight Mansion and this limo pulls up that they say is a really huge limo. It is an average size limo. Yeah, it's like a four-door sedan. Also, Jem's Oscar dress is incredible. It's like 90% ruffles. Like everybody else is basically in glitter and gold outfits. Jem got a special new Hollywood Jem dress and it looks so good. Rio steps out of the limo and Anthony steps out of the limo. Anthony's here. We missed you, Anthony. Anthony, it's been so long. Have you and Shane have been like going on dates on the weekends and nothing remarkable happens so we don't have an episode about it? And then they open the back door and Sean comes out on crutches to be Kimber's date. And then Jeff shows up and he's like, what about my dates? And at that point, Aja and Rhea both just like attached to him and said, remember, you offered to escort us both. And wow, I'm kind of into this. 
Craig is over in Europe and uh, Rhea had a short fling with a guy in Mexico. So this is a good move. So then we switch over to the 60th Annual Academy Awards, as that blimp says, which places this episode squarely in 1988. They pull up out in front with like the red carpet and everything. And they're like, wow, look at that long limo. It's not a long limo. It's four doors. This whole sequence is actually neat because it feels like a callback to the introduction that we had at the very beginning where everybody gets out of the limo one by one and everybody's like, yeah, it's Aja, it's Shada, it's Kimber, it's Jam. And it's neat to see that with better animation and different styles and also their boyfriends are here. At one point, somebody points out, look, it's Flint Westwood, make our day. And it's like, did you get it yet? And then as they're walking up towards the stairs, Rio's like, oh, don't worry about it. There's only like a billion people watching right now. And Jem's like, you sure know how to make a girl feel secure, Mr. Pacheco. Oh, I miss Jem calling him Mr. Pacheco. It's weird that Rio's ostensibly dating two different people because the relationship is basically exactly the same. It's true. There's not really much difference between Jem and Jerrica at this point, aside from Jerrica has to do the taxes and doesn't get to go out and do fun stuff. And also the way that Rio treats them is exactly the same. It's like he doesn't even realize they're ostensibly two different people. Maybe that's it at this point. He just thinks he's dating Jem or Jerrica and he doesn't actually pay attention to which one it is. Oh, hey, Jem. I I mean, Jerrica. Sorry. You look so hot, you'll melt the cameras like some glimmering golden dream. Now it's time to actually sit down and watch a bunch of the technical awards that nobody cares about except when Fury Road is nominated for an Oscar. Kimber gets really miffed about this. Also, in more weird callbacks, uh, the first presenters for the awards are Lena Lerner and Dominic. Where have they been? Also, why is Dominic here? Do they often call mother-son duos to present awards together? Because I don't think that's the case. I would bet Dominic has always been such a little snot that he probably threw a fit until he, like, came on with his mother. That sounds about right. The host here is actually, like, respectable and not making cringeworthy jokes. What What the heck? That's not the Oscars. Ah, the quiet dignity of the 80s. Said nobody ever. Anyway, they finally get to Best Actress. And they present the most amazing, like, clips of our four actresses. Let's go through everybody again. Meryl Saint is there, starring in Victims of Vietnam. Uh, Sigourney Reaver is there, spewing way longer lines than she ever did in Aliens for Alien Poltergeist Part 4, which is a movie that would never get nominated for an Oscar. We have Geraldine Pathos in Heartland of the Homeless, which definitely isn't the Grapes of Wrath. I thought it was Homeland of the Heartless. Honestly, it doesn't matter. And then in the end, it's Jem, of course, with Starbright and the Rose scene with Rio. What's great is that they say Jem of Jem and the Holograms. And they show that one clip from the movie that we actually saw them film from like the indie version of Starlight, which is like, oh yeah, I see you get enough roses from everybody else. And she's like, wait, Johnny, instead, how about we kiss? Whoever was responsible for writing and or voice directing this scene seemed to think that more acting equals better acting. Monologues are the only way you can tell that someone is a good actor. And it turns out the winner is... Geraldine Pathos. And Geraldine Pathos goes up on stage and talks about how I was really mean to Jem, and I'm sorry I was mean to Jem. Jem, do you forgive me? Also, I'm not giving up this award. I'm getting I beat Jem engraved on this puppy. Let's go. Oh my god, of course. Even when Jem doesn't win, she at least gets the entire stage to herself symbolically. Ugh. Meanwhile, Rio definitely looks like he's ready to punch out an old lady, and Kimber almost does, except she notices Jem running off to the bathroom. They both have a real good 
sister cry in the bathroom because Jem wanted to win real bad. And I'm like, for the love of God, lean forward so your makeup doesn't run. Jem had actually been very gracious saying like Geraldine was a great actress. She deserved to win. But also I really wanted it. And Kimber's like, oh, well, misery loves company. And then we pan out and everyone's crying in the bathroom. (laughs) This is the cry room. (laughs) Well, what do you think the powder room's for? As Jem exits the cry room with somehow her mascara not running down her face. Holograms, don't worry about it. Here comes a representative from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce who I guess was just waiting outside the bathroom for her. Because that's not weird. No. He's like, well, you lost an award, but also, you know that whole music career that you have? Maybe we should, like, acknowledge that. So she gets a star on Hollywood Boulevard. And then Rio's like, well, I guess Hollywood Gem is here to stay. And also we have about 90 seconds to pad out. So here's Hollywood Gem again. It's just Hollywood Gem. It's just the song. Again, there's like maybe slightly different animation, but it's pretty much just, hey, look, it's Gem. Hollywood Gem. And that's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the season. Why wasn't this a Gem Gets Lost in Stardom arc? As it is, she has no arc, and it's all about Kimber. It it totally should have been that. It just got revised to Helen back, and now we have this. It's like there were two different episode plots they decided that they wanted to make into a two-parter and mix them together. Because definitely one plot just sort of stops when the other one starts, and then when that plot wraps up, we go back to the first one. So yeah, here we are, at the end of season two. There was Gem. Hollywood, yeah. At this point, we are going to take a bit of a break. We took one uh, last year around the same time due to holidays coming up. Uh, We'll be back probably around mid-January. I don't know what you guys are talking about, like riots coming up. I am ready to go. Mackenzie's ready to record that episode today, but we're going to take some time off. Typically speaking, aside from this upcoming break, the Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us a like rating review subscribe anywhere you find our podcast especially on itunes is always helpful it helps us get discovered and uh we like the compliments we are egoists we're from the internet we need a lot of attention oh so much attention if you have some money kicking around you want to send that our way we are at patreon.com slash the gem jam when we come back from our break we'll be diving right into the stingers with enter the stingers part one of season three. Ah, oh, I'm so excited. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm obsessed with Riot. Yes, you are. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you that frankly, my dear, I don't give an outrageous.